Shalom Lechem Rabbi Sai. hope that everybody's doing well. I have to excuse myself and apologize uh, for the last two weeks. I didn't send out the Nitzvah And the reason for that being that I was in the States for about uh, 10 days uh, with many of the Talmidim. Baruch Hashem, we made our way to Lakewood, Muncie, Baltimore, back to Lakewood again, Florida, where there are different uh, Shabbatons and, uh, and different events that we did together with Babidim. And it was such a pleasure to get to see everybody and connect, to connect with everybody. And uh, therefore, I wasn't available to be able to be in a regular setting where I was able to send out the uh, Vaitaira. So we're going to try to uh, continue our Kviyas uh, today. Uh, this week's Pasha is Pasha's Kisavoy. Parshiski Savoy talked about the mitzvah of Bikurim. Bikurim was a mitzvah that a person had after he planted trees, but he had to bring the very first fruits to bring them to Shalayim, and there was a whole there was a whole procedure of how that was done, and there was a parish of Bikurim that was read, um, and there was a very special um, occasion that would happen <coughs> in Yerushalayim. The Mishnah tells us, Yerid Adam Masech Sadeo, person would go down to his field, he'd see a fig that would start to, uh, you know, to start to grow, start to blossom, to grow. Eshkel Shabikar, he saw from a grapevine that was starting to show bear fruit. Vimain Shabikar, or a pomegranate tree that would start to bear, to bear fruit. Kaisher Begemi, he would tie it with a string on it. And he would declare these fruits that I'm tying up and making a simon on them, these are going to be the fruits of Bikurim that are taken in a special basket, like a patenna, we put in the basket and read to Yerushalayim. And it was a very special um, uh, procedure that was done. And we uh, we would do that with all our first fruits. Now, some of the Rafoshim ask over here, why, why does the Mishnah first start off telling us about taking a fig, it's not just by coincidence we just picked the fig as one of the uh, one of the things that we bring. The Mishnah seems to start off with the fig. What's the uh, purpose of that? Another point would be uh, to ask that the Svasemet says that points out that we. It's interesting. The Parshas Kisavai always comes out right before Rosh Hashanah, shortly before Rosh Hashanah, and. We know that one of the reasons why we have it is because we have the Teichacha before we start the new year. So we, we take we read the Teichacha beforehand before we start the Shana um, to be the Shana of Mubarechus. But the Maestro says the reason why we read the Parsha of Kisavai before Shoshana because of the mitzvah of Bikurim in Parsha Kisavai, bringing our first fruits. And we want that to be next to Rosh Hashanah. Why? So Hashemus tells us because the mitzvah of Bikurim is a preparation for Rosh Hashanah. Why is the mitzvah of Bikurim the preparation for Rosh Hashanah? What's the connection between bringing my first fruits? So you say it's the first day of the year, the first fruits. What, what, what's the connection between the mitzvah of bringing the first fruits that grow on my tree to Rosh Hashanah? Now, the Medrash, <coughs> the Medrash tells us in Gracious, that the schus shleishad varim never ayla. Because of three things 
the world was created. One of the three things that the Medrash tells us that the world was created for was the mitzvah of Bikurim. Right, the Pasuk says, Bereshis bar elikim. Right, at the beginning, Hashem created. Ve'ein reishis elikim. The first, reishis, which is the word reishis, the word reishis first, is um, hinting to the idea of Bikurim. Shanama reishis Bikurim ad Mosva. Like the Pasuk says in, in Sefer Shemais, Reishis Bikurim ad Mosva, the first um, fr- uh, fruits that wind up being bared, uh, that come from your from your land, that's meant to be brought, uh, you know, to, to the to Yerushalayim. So we see that there's a very essential point in the whole creation of the world being for the mitzvah of, a connection of the, of the creation of the world being connected to the mitzvah of Bikurim. We see that it's a preparation for Rosh Hashanah. So what's the that essential point to the mitzvah of Bikurim that makes it so chashiv and that it's connected to the mitzvah of, to, to, the, to the day of Rosh Hashanah? Another question which maybe we, we would be able to ask is, we know when they read the Parsha of Bikurim, when they bring it, so places in Chazal refer to it as Mikra Bikurim, Psukim of Bikurim. But if you look at the Gemara in Yuvamis, the Gemara refers to the Psukim that we read as Vidu Bikurim. But Vidu normally talks about the confession. When a person says the confession, his confession on Yom Kippur, we refer to that as Vidu. So Vidu is usually something which is connected to uh, something where a person's atoning for a chet, for an avera. What is the connection between when I'm bringing my first fruits, connecting it to an avera, right? to, to, to atone for an avera? What are we, what are we referring to? Now, the Al-Sheikh Akadosh explains that the whole maila, the whole character trait of the mitzvah of Bikurim is all because of the fact that it's important for a person to realize and identify that anything that I have is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even though I planted and I watered and I set the field and I did everything there, and therefore a person could wind up crediting the whole success in having the fruits themselves with the idea of and it all came from me. But when a person realizes that without HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowing everything to happen and without giving me the land and the rain and all the weather conditions that I need in order for it to be able to grow, then all my efforts would be worthless. Then, then that's where a person identifies and realizes it's true. I planted, but and anything that happened is only because Hashem let it happen. And therefore, a person comes to the point where he can be makirtayv and show us And that's the whole idea behind the mitzvah of bikurim, showing the idea of showing hakarisatayv. Now we know that. The world was created on the 25th of El, Chafei El. And this, a lot of these ideas that I'm sharing with you now are based on a, uh, a shmuz, a sicha, a shmuz from Rav Baruch Rosenblum Now we know that the, the world was created on Chafei El, the 25th of El. And Adam Amishan was created on the sixth day of the creation of the world, was created on Rosh Hashanah, on the first day of Tishrei. And the, and the Medrash tells us that when other mission was created, the day was created, so each hour different things happened. First hour, Hashem's Machshav was to create other Mishra. The second hour, he had a whole discussion with the Malachim, should we create him, should we not create him? 
In the third hour, he gathered up the dirt from the ground. Ravias Gibla, he, he mixed it, and, uh, you know, uh, he mixed it together, the water with the dirt. Bechamishas Rukamai, he started to form. Bechishas Hamida Gal Marag, when he stood up, the the uh, clump that he had on on, on its feet. Bechviyah Zarak by Neshama. And after he formed Adam Arisha and stood him up on his feet, he put inside the Neshama the seventh hour. In the eighth hour, he was put into Gan Eden. But she is on the, on the ninth hour of that day, Tzivahu. He had the commandment that he shouldn't take any of the, from the, from the Eitz Adas. But Sirius already in the tenth hour of El Tzivuyav. He already had, you know, went against that and did the Avera of eating from the Eitz Adas. And in the eleventh hour, he was judged and, you know, so on and so forth. And therefore, the, the Ram tells us, from here is the reason why a person is just in Rosh Hashanah because of the fact that Adam Arishan, the first man to live, was judged on Al Tisha and Rosh Hashanah, and 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 therefore that's why we have Yom Adin on Rosh Hashanah on the day that Adam Arishan was created, where he was judged as well. Now they point out, or Baruch points out, that the Chazal tell us that the Chet that Adam Rishon did was not just the fact that he ate from the Yetzadas. It definitely was a Chet, which, we, which, which you know, had a very strong uh, you know, effect on the whole, the, whole, the whole way the world was going to continue its Avedah, and by him eating from the Yetzadas. But there was another point that Adam Rishon was Chayte with, which also wound up being a very big, which made things much more severe. When Akash Baruch said to him, asked him and said, Tell me, from that tree which I gave you, that I commanded you not to take from it, is it possible? Did you eat from it? So, what did our mission answer back? What, what, what do you want from It's the wife that you gave me that gave me the <coughs> from that tree. And there Rashi says, <coughs> right there, Kan Kofa At this point, we see that other Marishain was 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 not showing great, was not being grateful, and he denied the good that Hashem gave him by giving him his wife and complained about Chava. And that Akash Boku says, I went ahead and I showed you that Loy is not good for a person to be himself, and therefore I gave you your Eza Kinegda, I gave you your wife, and now you're complaining and being Kofi Taiva. Right, that was an einish that that was that caused other mission to have to be sent straight out of Ganeden, and and therefore that led to a whole different challenging situation. And there were places in Klai Yisrael in the future would go ahead and and show the lack of akarisa taiva. And like Moshe Rabbeinu said to them, "Kui taiva bnei taiva." You people are people that deny good. The children are people that deny good. Who are they? The children of referring to other Marishai. Who denied the good when Hashem when he when he denied the good that Hashem gave him a wife? We also see by the man when the man came down, came down from Shemayim, and Klal Yisrael started to complain. Right, and I was disgusted by this, you know, bread that's not substantial at all. Not, not giving us anything. We're not getting anything from this. Was when Hashem went ahead and took care of them and gave them everything they they needed. And they didn't have to worry about the Parnassah, they were having food, and then Klai Yisrael was Kafri Taif. So the Chet of other mission was that they were Kafri Taif. Why is 
person that's kafutayv, such a serious issue, right? Like the, the Mishnah Sevelezer tells us that the main reason why other Marishan, the Lashon of the Mishnah Sevelezer is, why Nitrat Adam Marishan Migan Eden, the main reason why other Marishan was sent out of Gan Eden, El Al-Kfiyah was for the fact that he was kafutayv and he didn't, he denied the good that was given to him. By complaining, oh, it's the wife who gave me that was the fault of why I ate from this tree. And that's why, that was the time on Moshe Rabbein, on other Rishon, that's why he was sent out. And why is it so intense? The, 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 why is it so difficult? The Avera, a person being kafitaif. Because when a person is kafitaif and, and denies the good, then that means he's not identifying, realizing that whatever he got came from the goodness from Hashem, and on some level, that's a level of kfira. The person is denying the existence of Hashem. Because I don't appreciate the good that Hashem gives me. It's on some level, a, a, a level of kfira, of being kaifer v'akadosh And therefore, when a person is makritaif, he's identifying who akadosh Baruch Hu is. Right? That's what it's, it says by, uh, by Parai. When Pare was wasn't showing a curse to Yosef everything that was done, what's the of the Pasik? Actually Yodas Yosef. He didn't know who Yosef was. Right? Was, but he was being kaifer the Kaifa of the Taivasa and, and whatever Taiva that Yosef did from from Mitzrayim, at that point making it like he didn't know who, who Yosef was. Here as well, when a person goes ahead he's kaifa the Taiva and he's he's on some level denying the existence of what Kadesh Baruch Hu is. And therefore, that's why there's such a din v'cheshben in Shemayim when a person <coughs> goes ahead and is careful the type. And that's why Adarishim was sent out of Galadin. And that's the punishment which which we had. That's the din that we had. So when we come to Rosh Hashanah, and we have to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, by us going ahead and showing Hakaras HaTayv, that winds up being the atonement for that chet of Adam Arishim. By us, the the children, the, the descendants, all that come out from other Rishon, right? We, we're we're now atoning for that chetah that the Rishon did. That's the reason why Bikurim is the, is, is a, such an essential parsha before Rosh Hashanah to make sure that we are aware of this idea of Agarasatayf, and that's the reason why it's called Vidoy, a confession, because it's being mechaper, it's atoning for that chet of other Rishon. You know, we're holding now mid L, right? I believe that, that tonight is Tezvav, right? Now, if a person becomes aware and realizes, and he starts to realize how without HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have nothing. Our Panasa, our health, anything that we need, it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we stop for a moment to stop thinking about the empty part of the glass, that of the half a glass that's full. And we focus on all the good that we have from Hashem. And we mark your type that Kodesh Baruch That's a tremendous source for a person to be able to And when a person goes ahead and starts to say, Kodesh Baruch I realize how much you do for me. And how much things are there. It's true, I don't understand why this is not here. But Kodesh Baruch has this Cheshbainas. But if a person focuses on that good, on that, and has that Kodesh Baruch that's definitely something which will be the preparation for Rosh Hashanah. And, and bring a person to be Hashem, We should be able to only see the good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us and appreciate the good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. And with that, it should be able to give us a to be able to be Zeicha and the Din 
and will to be Nachasuch the Kodesh Bochu. By the way, just before we end off, when we're talking about a curse of Taj and showing thanks, uh, you know, we spoke about before all the different events. You know, I can't, uh, you know, end off without showing thanks to those people that made the different events that we made. You know, we had a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos in Mansi where our Talmud Abu Shapiro and Shimon Silverstein and Moshe Lefkowitz and Yaakov Weiss uh, together went ahead and put the whole Shabbaton together in Abu Shapiro's grandparents' house, the, you know, the Breshers, and, and uh, it was such a tremendous experience, and our parents are tight for that. It's uh, tremendous. And on Monday, uh, <coughs> Shalom Tannenbaum, together with Chaim Chernoff and anyone else who participated in the, the barbecue that we had in Baltimore, and then the Chaim Sweet Teilbaum, otherwise known as Tidy, what he was able to do unbelievably in Lakewood. We had such a wonderful team that came there. And then Jordan Wachtel in in Miami. Um, our courage to with you is tremendous for giving us a chance to be able to connect with the Talmidim. And Amit Hashem, that should be a schuss for all of us together to have a Ksir Chasimah Taiba and a good Kibben Shjar. And again, I apologize for missing, uh, you know, those last two weeks, but uh, we'll try to be back in business. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Oh.